In five, four, three, two. This song kind of sounds like that Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers song. Oh, Islands in the Stream. Yeah. Just gonna stay the sing along. As soon as she said that, it gets silent. No pun intended. Christmas song? Yeah, because they say it's always Christmas on the other side of the game. <laughs> Don't they say that like toward the end of the song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, they put the guy back in the studio and we're like, alright, this Christmas movie wants to use this song, but they need it to be a Christmas song. So <laughs> redo the last verse and add a story adds, adds, to it. Yeah, add something Christmas-like to it. But... Welcome to episode 149 of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm Jeremy. I'm Steven. And this week, join us on the warm side of the door. Because what are we discussing? We're talking about the, well back then, the highly controversial movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes, very controversial. The most controversial horror movie of all time, if you ask, I guess, people back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a bizarre, like, I guess, controversy surrounding this movie because it involved a killer Santa Claus, which, strangely enough, was That's released. That's not even this- the worst part about the movie. <laughs> no, I, there's a there's a lot of things that are... I guess like a lot of childhood trauma going on in this movie. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's uh it was released the same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street. And mm. people chose this one to kind of freak out about. Which you know, I I, I don't know which one should be more controversial, like the killer Santa Claus or the child molester that the town killed who comes back in teenagers dreams you know I don't, I don't know i don't know it's like they they they, they picked and choose which, which one they wanted to well, cause guess, an outrage about i guess at that point he was just a child killer yeah yeah i guess so still more and more to it later for some reason i mean i i think he's still a child molester i just think they didn't want to say it but yeah like, I, I guess it's implied but yeah, regardless. 
It'll be crazy time um, to have both of those movies come out the same day. Yeah, and opening weekend, believe it or not, Silent Night, Deadly Night <laughs> beat A Nightmare on Elm Street in the box office, but then mm-hmm. I guess people realized like which movie was better, I guess, and you know, one of them spawned a... I, I guess they both spawned a franchise, but yeah. one of them one of them had like a... Um, I guess a, a much larger franchise than the other. The one was doomed to go to uh, straight to VHS by the time the third <laughs> entry came around. Maybe even yeah. the second. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine seeing the second one in theaters. No. Um, Maybe one in four. <laughs> so, so last year we we covered Silent Night Deadly Night Five: The Toy Maker, mm-hmm. and um. You know, you it, it was when you were kind of running through this that you were binge watching this entire franchise, which props to you because, yeah, you know, there's there's some stinkers in here, but I think we were both in agreement that one, four, and five were, you know, it 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 at least decent. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, those are my favorite ones. I I really like part. Four, I think that one's my favorite, and I think it's the best made movie. It also has uh, it's a Brian Brian Usna movie, so I think it's how you say his name. Uh, so you know, there's actually like some. Uh, yeah, he did the dentist. Well, I don't. I don't like the dentist, but um, I actually hate the dentist. But um, hold on, who? Did he? Did he? Yeah, Brian. Brian Yuzna directed it. Uh, he also directed Society and Turn of the Living Dead Three. So you know some good movies there. Some stinkers mm-hmm. like The Dentist, but you know some uh, some talent behind it. And I think that's the best made one. But going through this one, the first one this time, I actually really enjoyed it a lot more than I previously have. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember just like thinking it was okay, and I I had like a false memory. I think I even mentioned it on the podcast of Santa Claus raping the mother, which doesn't happen. He just kind of rips her shirt yeah. open, which is which is also bad. But like, I don't know. I, I guess I had a false memory of that, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. Yeah, but, yeah. I I I like this movie better this time around. Surprisingly. And uh, how did you feel going through it? Went through the entire franchise for the second time. Yes, I did that again. Um, I really like, I think this one's my favorite one. I like, I like all of them mostly for the most part. I know two and three are, eh. (laughs) Especially two, because when you watch one and two back to back, you can literally skip half the movie because you just watched the first one. Yeah, because isn't half of part two just like a, a recap of the first movie? Mm-hmm. Let okay. me keep going back to Ricky. Talking about everything. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really like two and three, especially three, but like I said, four, one, four, and five are the, the standouts of this franchise, and that remake is not good either. It's It's hardly even a remake. It's like a more serious... 
version of this, I guess. That one isn't too bad. Malcolm McDowell okay. playing the sheriff. Yeah, I I didn't like it, but <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so we're both in agreement. This is a a very good slasher film. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I I don't see how Billy would have became like a slasher icon or anything because like he was swiftly murdered at the end of this movie. But you know, I think that uh, was a mistake. Okay, so you would have liked to see him continue on his reign. Yeah. I think he should have at least got some revenge on Mother Superior instead of being shot and killed right in front of her. Me too. That was a... I think that was a mistake, but we'll get there as we go through the movie, because there's some, like... Like we said, a lot of childhood trauma in this movie where, like, traumatizing things are just happening to kids all over the place. (laughs) And... (laughs) It's funny that the adults don't even like really pay attention to the trauma that's going on. They just kind of let it happen and keep, keep yeah. it moving. But all right, um, I guess we don't even have to get our spoiler-free thoughts out of the way because that was pretty much it. But um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I guess we could just start like walking through the movie and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. So. Uh, we start off with a, uh, a, family a creepy lives. childhood. <laughs> well, b- before that, we get like there, there's a lot of like songs in this movie that I've never heard anywhere else that seem like they were just made from the for the movie, mm-hmm. which very good songs too. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, is that actually like like the budget behind this movie? Did it allow for? Um, original music to be put in here <laughs> because there's like a, a bunch of songs that um i've, I've pretty much every song else. you hear yeah pretty much every song you hear in the movie is the movie original <laughs> yeah um so, uh, i i mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast that uh this was released the same weekend as nightmare on elm street and it outgrossed it but I'm I'm reading on IMDb right now that it outgrossed Nightmare on Elm Street the first weekend by one hundred sixty-one thousand dollars, um, and that was only because this movie was playing in twice as many theaters, and then the sec the second weekend, uh, Silent Night Deadly Night fell forty-five percent at the box office, so. Everybody like rushed out the first weekend to see this, and I guess a Nightmare on Elm Street too. And yeah, that would have been a fun one. We haven't had like two horror releases in a while. No, I, th- I think w- the closest we had was like I don't even no, because that wasn't right. I I was gonna say Saw and Totally Killer, but that wasn't right because Totally Killer didn't even go to theaters. And yeah, Saw. So it it was totally killer and exorcist believer, which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And but, that one doesn't um, really count. <laughs> this one song that's playing over the opening of this movie, it's kind of hilarious because I had the subtitles on, I wasn't really paying attention, and I looked up and I read the subtitle and it said, Life is very gay when, when people catch the Christmas fever. <laughs> is it ever? And I was just handed a uh, a, a Buckeye 
out of uh oh middle of the podcast i'm here Ooh, to the buckeyes so it's testing on the podcast how is yeah, it i'm testing it I'm testing it right now i'm chewing <laughs> pretty good that's good yeah that was actually why she brought it down because she wanted to know if it tasted good mm. i can't confirm my wife's buckeyes <laughs> tastes good and that also sounds kind of kind of naughty <laughs> punishment anyway. punishment is required yeah i guess so anyway before i was <laughs> really interrupted with a, a buckeye in my face um life is very gay when people catch the christmas fever okay so mm-hmm. we meet billy and his family it's also kind of ironic that we have uh two billy slasher villains in uh christmas horror films we do so i i don't know if they that was a coincidence i love love both of them dearly i feel like it might be might be like an homage but it also seems like maybe they didn't really think about it too much and they just kind of picked the name but you know whatever maybe yeah i'm a i'm a fan of both yeah, and uh, you know we'll we'll get to uh, when. What is this uh, manager's name at the the store, Mister Sims or something? Mm-hmm. We'll Mr. get to him. I think, he, I, I think he has the same idea you do because once he sees Billy later on, it's like a bahaba. <laughs> so anyway, we, we we meet we meet Billy and his family on Christmas Eve. Uh, they're like. They're they're going to the grandfather. They're going to see the grandfather father who is in the Utah mental facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we we don't know why. Uh, we don't. Very questionable it's, it's never, choice to spontaneously go to this mental facility on Christmas Eve. Like, can we go to the twenty eighth or something? <laughs> it 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 almost seems like they like never go and it's yeah. like you know what it's it's christmas so we feel obligated to go and it's like the father has to like drag the the mother there because the mother doesn't really want to go because it's a waste of time and they, mm-hmm. they even say that that like the father can't can't see or hear them and doesn't even know they're there oh, yeah. billy so billy billy was like why are we here <laughs> yeah and it's like you're asking the question everybody else is wondering um yeah but like i was saying it's it's weird because like we like the 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 grandfather's here we don't know why and it's never mentioned again you know what i mean like it's like well why was he even there why is he faking for another thing and they had they had the opportunity to fix that in the remake and like say or do something different and be like, here, our version is going to tell you why. No, it's <laughs> the same exact scene. <laughs> He's yeah. just telling it to a random teenager instead of our main character. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is our first instance of childhood trauma here because, you know, they, they're like, um, they know that the grandfather is like, 
comatose or whatever the heck is going on. So like, you know what, yeah. Billy, we're, we're going to leave you here. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And if I was a kid, I would just be terrified. I, I, I even would if he never said anything. Yeah. It's like, even before this happens, it's like that, that's, that's trauma right there to just be like forced to be in this vicinity with this like mentally ill person like this. Yeah. Um, but no, the grandfather turns to him and is like, um, talking about Christmas and is like, you know what happens on Christmas and all this and that. And, um, this is something that follows, uh, Billy into adulthood because he's because mm-hmm. the grandfather tells him that uh, the the good kids get um, you know get gifts and whatnot, and the the bad kids are punished. Which usually you're you're told that um, you just get coal for Christmas, but here it's like no, you're getting punished. <laughs> um, so uh, that that's pretty much it. But it kind of like guess sticks with billy but he doesn't really you know you should probably tell somebody that like hey this guy who doesn't talk talk to me and yeah which pretty much threatened me and you know could have been something if like the grandfather was like went nuts and dressed as santa and that's kind of mm-hmm. you know I, th- I think i fixed like the the, the grandfather storyline like Maybe the grandfather went nuts and dressed as Santa and he committed these murders, you know. And that's why he's there. Instead, it's a stranger who robs a convenience store for Uh $31. $31 Oh yeah, um, that part was funny. And what was funny was like... Because he goes to rob... (laughs) He goes to rob and he's like, $31. (laughs) Because he was expecting much more. Yeah, but like he robbed like this really tiny, like rundown, like I don't even know, like a, a, I guess kind of like a gas station, but not a gas station, I guess. Yeah, so like, what would you expect? Yeah, it's like he you didn't rob like a a large supermarket or something. So on the way, uh, on the, on the way back home, Billy mentions to the parents that the grandfather to him and you know like i like we said the grandfather has not talked for years we're led to believe and they're like well billy really wouldn't have reason to lie but let's just not tell anybody and let's just (laughs) let's not go back to the to the nursing home and or the mental facility and tell them you know Uh, yeah let's just keep going home that might be yeah, because you would think like that might be something they would want to know, like that mm-hmm. that he, you know, that he is that he spoke to the kid, and because they could play it off as if they don't believe him, but yeah, they're also they, they literally say like, why would Billy lie about this? So I don't know. It, it's kind of questionable. Um, Very. Anyway, I I love this shot of the Santa Claus like standing on the in the road in the middle of the night um you know I saw this movie when I was a kid 
and that scene, that part stuck with me the whole life. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I saw. I think I saw that that shot before I even saw the movie, and like that that shot stuck with me. Like I think it was. It might have been on like a slasher, some like a slasher highlight or something where somebody yeah. mentioned this movie, and. Yeah, yeah, I don't that, know that's... where. I don't know how old I was when I saw it. I know I was young. Oh, speaking of childhood trauma. <laughs> it was like that and a couple other scenes. I'm just like, oh, that stuck with me all these years. Yeah. The the dentist, uh we we are we spoke about that earlier. That that's the mm-hmm. movie that traumatized me and stuck with me for mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that's uh it's horrifying, but yeah, um, the Santa Claus in the street is just. I think we mentioned it in our episode on the box too, because there's that scene where the Santa Claus is standing in the road, and yeah, it, it reminded me of this. Um, yeah. but yeah, the Santa Claus. Uh, you know, they kind of pull over, and the Santa Claus holds the family at gunpoint. And you know, uh, someone's got to say it. I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one to say it. I'm gonna go out on the ledge. Oh, Billy did absolutely nothing to help the situation. Okay, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but because I think the car crashes, the f- the father gets shot. Right? Is that what happens? Yeah, he gets shot through the window. Yeah, and then Billy kind of just takes off into the into the woods and hides in the shrubs, and then you know that like that'd be the the point where like you know I would expect Billy to be on the attack, but you know he's not, and I'm not I'm not saying family's <laughs> blood is is on Billy's hands, but he didn't help the situation either. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I mean, he was five. <laughs> I don't know what he really would have done. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe he was I too thought... traumatized by the grandfather moments ago. You know, I was thinking that too when I was watching it. I'm like, oh, he really ran away and just left her. <laughs> I wonder what I would do. Oh. But... <laughs> I didn't see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy, <laughs> your your parents' blood is on your hands. Now, well, I was thinking like, oh, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but he didn't help them, and then I <laughs> moved on because I don't know. I might have ran too. <laughs> okay, you know. So some might say that this movie is like an alternate take on Batman. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the parents get killed right in front of him. And, you know, Bruce Wayne decided to live a life as a vigilante and a caped crusader. And, and then, he didn't help either. No, he didn't help. And then Billy decided to uh, work at a supermarket or a toy store actually and 
pretty much it. <laughs> Although I, I guess Bruce Wayne had an advantage here because Bruce Wayne inherited like billions of dollars. So he did have an advantage. So like this is what would happen if Bruce Wayne came from a poor family. He would uh, uh -huh. work at a toy store and then dress as Santa Claus and have a psychotic break. But I don't know. Anyway, um, so Billy Billy doesn't help. They drag his the the killer Santa Claus drags his mother out into the street, rips her shirt open, and uh, proceeds to kill her. And yeah, this, I think he this, killed uh, her because she slapped him or punched him or something, and he lost okay. his temper. I think that was going to go in a different direction, but then he's like, you know what, you hit me, so you're okay. dead. I was wondering why he ripped her shirt open. That's and then why... Billy has to watch it. Ricky also not helping is crying in the car. His infant child. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying like, like this is a three on one situation, and two of them <laughs> didn't bother to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Ricky was trying to get his attention yeah. by crying. So yeah. there's that. So you the Ricky was the the distraction. Billy was supposed to be on the attack, but didn't, and then the plan faltered, and mm -hmm. they ended up in an orphanage because of it. <laughs> A terrible orphanage too. I know. But speaking of, is our we next scene. <laughs> it should be. Uh, we we jump ahead to Saint Mary's Home for Orphaned Children, nineteen seventy four. So we're uh, three years this, later. So yeah, this section of the movie. Angers my soul. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Billy is eight now, but I think the mm -hmm. credits say he's ten. He's ten, right? Um, maybe not. Something like that. Yeah, so something like that. Eight, ten. What's the difference? Um, I don't think uh, like age is really a factor in this movie, and we'll get there later on when we. Meet the thirty-five-year-olds uh, who were bullied over their sled. <laughs> oh yes, the thirty-five-year-olds bullied by the forty-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think age is just kind of. And then Billy is eighteen, going on twenty-nine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if if those numbers can be all skewed, then you know, eight and ten can get mixed up a bit. So yeah. Um, worst thing to happen to Billy in the fallout of his parents' death is that he decided to grow an ugly mullet. And, yeah. um, you know, probably up there with, uh, is it, is it, uh, what's his name from It? The kid, who, or the, the guy who grew up to have a ponytail. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, up there. Oh, on so the, all the Bills are just... Failing in the hair department. Oh yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Uh, Bill, Billy, uh, what's uh, Billy and Black Christmas? What's his hairdo looking like? Mm. You don't really ever. You don't. You don't really ever see it. It's it doesn't pretty much too bad, same. actually. Yeah, pretty much the same as that. He's very well groomed. Uh, pretty much the same as the um Peter. Just his boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So, eh, 
give or take. Yeah. I mean, it was fun for its time, but we don't revisit it <laughs> these days. It, it, it hasn't quite made the they, comeback yet. They do revisit the mullet, though. Okay, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, th- this is where I'm confused, because Sister Margaret... Um, I'm sorry. Sister Margaret is the is the is, is the good one. Mother Superior uh, sees that Billy drew a picture of Santa Claus and his reindeer being killed, and insists that he forgot about the traumatic events from uh, three years ago when he was five years old and can remember things at that point. Yeah, and if he so, does have um, a full-on mental break. And he will be something like he will be prepared to deal with it on his own. Pretty much what she says. Yeah, it it makes no sense. Um, Because of her teachings. So so once again, this is a situation where age does not matter because, (laughs) you know, five year olds remember their parents. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and Mother Superior is like, no, he he definitely does not remember Santa Claus butchering his parents in the middle of the road and coming here, you know, <laughs> like the the brother Ricky, like I could see that because he was a baby, like that, yeah. like you know, you could you could say Ricky doesn't remember it, but Billy, five year olds remember their parents. I'm telling you. Yeah, more times, more times than not, they remember their parents. Um, I think even a one-year-old would. I mean, at least to the extent of like, you know, remembering who they are. Like as you get older, too. Like a one-year-old might not remember. A one-year-old might not remember like a few years later, but Billy would definitely remember (laughs) his parents Mm -hmm. being butchered in front of him. So yeah. Um, we see that Sister Margaret kind of has like a, a soft spot for Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, so some might say that she's like a, a good version of Doctor Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the only one especially that wants when, to help. especially when she goes on the hunt earlier. But instead of um, instead of trying to kill him, she's like trying to reason with him and whatnot. And trying to get the police to not kill him, so yeah, yeah like the anti, the anti Loomis, I guess. <laughs> um, so Sister Margaret gets Billy to come outside with the other kids, and uh, you know this is another, you know, if if Billy remembers seeing, you know, this then like his his mother in the street, then obviously he remembers the murder, yeah. so. He notices, or he ends up catching just these, I guess, orphan teens having sex. I guess <laughs> is, I guess that's what's going on. Um, I guess uh, I thought it was a nun at first, <laughs> and then she goes in there and starts beating them. So I'm like, I don't know who she's beating. If is that a nun or? Well, they, had to they look like they look like adults, obviously, because there there's nudity. So like yeah. you have to get adults for that, so it makes sense. But like, once again, it's like age doesn't matter, and they're written to be like as if they're teenagers that are caught in the act. 
Yeah. It's funny because the first time I watched it, or not the first time, but when I rewatched it after years, years later, I thought it was Sister Margaret. <laughs> oh, nice. But it was That'd not. Be something. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, so this triggers Billy, brings back some memories of his mother being killed, and he gets in trouble for it. So <laughs> I was so <laughs> confused. Horrible. He left his room, but the other one told him to leave his room. Yeah, I, this is a situation where <laughs> Sister Margaret would not be employed here very long because she would probably leave and find a, a, a nunning job elsewhere. Yeah. Because there's no way you can convince me that uh, Sister Margaret and Mother Superior stuck this out for 10 plus years together. There's no way. Mm-mm. So, so, um, we see like these, uh, like sad shots of like Billy being tortured at the orphanage, and it's like, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's like he, like, there's, there's one shot where he's like spanked or whatever. Uh-huh. And then he gets, he has a nightmare and he gets like tied to the bed. Yeah. And it's like, well, so it's like obviously he's having like some type of mental issues considering his parents were killed and whatnot and mother superior is like like i guess her way of therapy is to punish him i don't know makes no sense <laughs> no <laughs> so you know i think I it's think Chris- oh, go ahead, this go is ahead. the worst one of the worst nuns in cinema history I think I would feel safer with Valak <laughs> from The Conjuring 2 and The Nun. Probably. Um, probably. It's like the outrage should have been over the way The Nun treats the children and not the killer Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, I think we're at Christmas Eve at this point. The way the way this orphanage does Christmas is bizarre. Okay, so they pass out the gifts, and then Mother Superior walks by, and she's like, "I see only greed when there should be gratitude." <laughs> so she's mm-hmm. like, like, "What is going on? Like, why? <laughs> why are you so angry?" And it and it's it's just kids playing with toys. It's not like, yeah. Them playing with toys should show that they appreciate what they've gotten. Now, if they um, said, I didn't want this, <laughs> that would have been different. Yeah. So, I've never seen Christmas done like this. So, they get the gifts, and then it's like they have to uh, sit on Santa's lap afterwards. Yeah. Because they were, they, were un- they were ungrateful for the gifts. Very weird way of doing Christmas. Um, and she makes it a point because she doesn't like Billy and she's aware of what happened. She's like, all right, Billy, you definitely have to sit on Santa Claus's lap and thank him for his gifts and whatnot. And then you'll be cured. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. So, you know, obviously, you know, that's not going to work. Isn't there a scene in 
part five where there's like a Santa Claus at the mall that goes wrong. Yeah. I can't remember it. Like, what, what is that scene? Um, that was the guy trying to reunite with his son. Oh, main... okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he wouldn't give, wouldn't give her, wouldn't give her the kid back. Yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Okay. I can't remember their names, but yeah. Yeah. There's also a dad in this movie who decides to dress as Santa <laughs> mm-hmm. in the most bizarre, in the most bizarre fashion I've ever seen. But we'll we'll get there later on because that's another thing that doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> that could have been its own movie. <laughs> that th- that whole part is nuts. But so, uh, Billy is like forced to sit on Santa's lap. He decides to punch Santa, and the Santa Claus like it, it. It's like an action shot where he like flies back out, yeah. of the, out of the chair. And it's like, like you were hit by it. You're doing that for theatrics. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, he's trying, he's trying to get a lawsuit out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's because like, there's no way that, um, like a punch from an eight year old is going to make you fly back like that. Like I could, I could see it like breaking his nose or giving him a bloody nose or whatever, but the whole flying back out of the chair thing is a bit too much. Yeah, um, I know they play him to be, or Billy to be like this very strong guy, but this is still kid Billy. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's what they're going for is that he has like this weird superhuman strength. Once again, the possible Batman route is open, but mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't see it. Um, Speaking of trying to catch a lawsuit, I saw this thing on TikTok. They were talking about Youngstown, Ohio, like things you see there. And mm-hmm. this one this one person said he saw a car crash and like two or three people were, were just like walking the street and jumped in the car and pretended like they were in the accident. <laughs> it has um, nothing to do with any I don't know how that would work. I mean, <laughs> When they find out the registration doesn't belong to you, well, I think they were going to. Pre- think they were going to pretend they were passengers. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so uh, he punches, uh, he, like we said, he, like we said, Billy punches Santa. He ends up running to his room and like cowers in the corner, and uh, we jump ahead ten years. So bad. So- yeah, I did too. He's like, I don't want to be punished. Yeah, like, I didn't to be naughty. He thinks Santa's about to come up there and kill him. Yeah, and you know, and even I, worse, I don't know. we hear Mother Superior's voice. Yeah, yeah I'd rather hear Santa. I'd rather have Santa Claus kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we jump to ten years later. Um. <laughs> We see that Sister Margaret is trying to get Billy a job at the toy store. And once again, another backwards approach to this thing. Uh, you know, like the Santa Claus thing was backwards. This is also backwards because she's like hyping up this kid and is like, hey, I got a good worker for you. He needs a job. Uh, he can. You know, he, he should be able to lift a box or two like you mm-hmm. know, should be a good employee. 
like hyping him up and it's like you know you could just show him like introduce the manager to the kid you're trying to get employed yeah but you know obviously he's like he's like no we're we're good here we don't need uh, we, we don't need employment and then I billy shows up <laughs> yeah um but yeah billy shows up and this manager's mouth drops and he gets like heart eyes and he's like head over heels for this new employee that he found and he's like he starts monday at 9 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, it it's just it i don't know it's just weird um <laughs> yeah he really liked him yeah re- really likes him he, he's like <laughs> he's like you you walked in and i got rock hard <laughs> <laughs> But that's that Pretty that's much. like the uh that, that that's like the uh uh you know the the vibe I'm getting here from Mr. Sims. Yeah. So Yeah, I got it too. So we learned that Billy Oh, oh. had to fix Thanks. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we learned that Billy um is a uh a, a model employee, believe it or not. And oh yeah, this is the montage. It, yeah, what what better way to show this than by playing the warm side of the door, a song that no one's heard of, and showing that Billy has has, has met happier times, and uh-huh. you know he he's overcome what happened to him. Did you get shots of other people, like the managers watching him work and smiling? <laughs> yeah, like 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 Billy's bending over to pick up a box, and the manager's right behind him watching. Yeah. Billy just bends over to pick up a box and Mr. Sims walks up and just spanks him. I like it. Um, Me too. Yeah. But yeah, th- th- this song, it's it's like one of those songs that's like so horrible, but it's like almost so funny that it's good. You know what I mean? It's very good. It's like one of those like heartwarming 80s songs and it's like... Mm-hmm. My father's there on the warm side of the door. <laughs> and and it, yeah, it's like it, hilarious. Um, I love it, but it's also like I'm also aware that the song also sucks. So, yeah, I don't um, <laughs> So There's other Christmas song that keeps playing throughout the movie, too. Oh, um, that's like this. What is it? That Santa's watching, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like that song specifically was made for the movie. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's probably. Like, is it's like Santa's watching, Santa's coming, and whatever, and he knows a few of them better. Yeah, and it's kind of very similar to like one two. Freddy's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of ironic that that played out like that, but that's yeah. funny because it's like a doo wop song. Yeah, <laughs> but there's like multiple versions of it too, you know. Yeah, like there there is the one, the very beginning of the movie, and it's in the trailer where it's like a, a little kid is singing it. Yeah, but then like the actual song throughout the movie is like you said a doo wop song, so. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, we see that you know Christmas time is coming around, and we see that Billy is still triggered by the by Santa Claus because there's like a he's like mm-hmm. his face is on a sign or whatever. Um, we yeah, also see that he f- mood shift. Yeah, see that he's like. I guess angry or whatever, like triggered by it. Uh, we see that he fancies a, a female employee named Pamela, and we see that there's another guy here whose name is Andy, who is like a seasoned employee who is like sucking up to the boss, who doesn't like doesn't like new employees, I guess. Uh, yeah, one of like those. Billy. Uh... Now we cut to this scene of. Billy imagining that he's sleeping with Pamela and we see more of Billy than I ever want to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. It's a very slow shot. It's a very slow shot. And this is a very hairy man. And it's just like, kudos to the actor playing Billy, but it's, it's just way too much that, you know, I don't know. Uh, just you just see parts of Billy that I I don't want to see personally. But that that's just me, you know. Mr. Sims probably um, wants to see it all. Yeah, sometimes you got to um do an RT shot in your movie. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's it's almost like the waterfall scene in uh in Blonde. <laughs> mm. mm. That's what they sh- that's what that's what they should have did. Oh, on, on top of snow. Or like yeah, or like Santa Claus's beard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like the transition to either the uh, the sledding scene later on, because that that'll be like your, our transition to snow, or. Oh yeah, be could could be the transition to Billy dressed as Santa Claus, and Mm -hmm. it's like like you zoom into his beard, and you zoom out, and it's Billy sitting at the the store playing Santa Claus. Nice. Um, so in in this dream, he ends up getting getting uh, stabbed by uh, Santa Claus, and it like gives him a panic attack. So, you know, like it's furthering this whole thing. Um. So we learned that uh, the worst thing that could have happened to this store has happened because the guy who is supposed to play Santa Claus has broke his ankle. And (laughs) the way they deliver (laughs) the way they deliver this news is like so dramatic and over the top. Yeah, because it's like, I don't they're like beating around the bush and saying that it's actually Santa Claus who got injured and he won't be here. So. Oh yeah. Cause nobody Mr. wants to cover that. Yeah. So Mr. Sims is like, you know what? I've, I I know the perfect guy to dress up as Santa Claus, my boy, Billy. <laughs> um, yep. That so, was the worst thing. Although it is funny what happens when, He's talking to kids, though. So. Oh yeah, because he's he's threatening this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> like you're being naughty. You know what happens to kids that are naughty? 
they get punished <laughs> severely. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Them on like a different meaning. Like imagine if he said that to, to Mr. S- <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Sims, you're being naughty. You know what happens to people who are naughty? <laughs> they get punished. Severely. That 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 was uh <laughs> Where, where this Christmas party was leading. <laughs> yeah. So, right on cue, Mother Superior, uh, no, it's not Mother Superior, it's, uh, uh, Sister Margaret calls the store and wants to check up on Billy. And they're like, oh, he, he does, like, he, he has a great job now. He's, he's dressed as Santa Claus. And, you know, obviously, uh, Sister she Margaret's the only person. The only person in the world that cares about Billy is uh, yeah. Like, uh oh, that's a that's a horrible idea. I need to go see what's going on. So she should have just said instead of hanging up the phone, she should have been like, um, "You shouldn't do that." He has a bad history with Santa Claus. Yeah, but in, like I was gonna say, off screen, she just like runs to the store, and it takes her like all day to get there. Yeah. So it's like, obviously she knew something was going to happen, because she even got to the store after hours. And, you know, obviously, you know, like, the store would be closed, yeah. so she 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 knew something like this was going to happen. Uh, didn't bother to call the police. Probably for the best, considering the situation the police get into later. But, you know, something could have been done. But... You know, I, I give her credit because she actually cares about Billy and is being like the good Doctor Loomis. So I, yes. I give her some credit. Mm-hmm. So, so it is seven o'clock now, and it's time for the Christmas party. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, store closed. Christmas party yes. for five. Yeah, Christmas party for five. There's alcohol, and you know it's like. I, I don't know what fun you think you're gonna be getting here, but can we just go home? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mister Sims even tells Billy to stick with him because he's gonna get him drunk. And we yeah. see that uh, Andy and Pamela kind of sneak away because they're kind of a thing. But uh, Andy takes a little bit too far, which we'll get we'll get to in a minute. Um. So Mr. Sims, he gets drunk and tells uh, uh, tells Billy something like, you remember what Santa Claus does on Christmas Eve, don't you? And, you know, to obviously Billy has like a different interpretation of what Santa does on Christmas Eve. So yeah. it's it, 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 once again like a thing of like foreshadowing and like putting, I guess, bad ideas into Billy's head. So, I have in my notes here that uh, Pamela and Andy are going off to have sex. Never mind, he's raping her. And, yeah. Yeah. Just just uncomfortable. But, to, to, to Billy, I guess, he just sees that they're having sex and they're being naughty. He thinks they're mm-hmm. both being naughty, I guess. Well, I think he... 
he it kind of looked like what was happening to his mom, so that finally made him snap. Yeah, and he he kills Andy first, and I think he he only kills Pamela because she like attacks him, like yell. Yeah, pretty much like she's the one who gets it with the box cutter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those box cutters are no joke. Um, and then Mr. Sims goes to uh, investigate, and he gets hit in the head with a hammer. Uh, and it's funny because you could tell like what scenes were cut in like the theatrical release. Yeah. Did Did you Did you rent this or anything? It's on YouTube. Oh, well, I, I, I rented it. I also purchased the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's on the Blu-ray release, which is the version that's for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see, like, some of the the shots that were removed from the older cut of the movie were, like, remastered, but the footage was, like, so bad that they kind of, like, are just, like, bad quality. Yeah. And, like, some of, like... The, like the hammer shot and like the the especially the deer shot later on, like those things were cut from the original release. So you can kind of tell like where things were added in, which you mm-hmm. know is interesting. So yeah, uh, Mr. Sims gets better version of the movie then. What's that? I think that's the better version of the movie. Yeah, and it, it it's not like. The the quality isn't bad enough to like ruin the whole thing, so I'm yeah. fine with it. It'd be cool to see the whole movie in that quality, though. Because it's like the videotape quality, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember like years ago when Halloween 6 producer's cut was only available in like bad quality like that? Yeah. That was even was worse like this... than this one. Yeah, it was. They at least tried to remaster this. They like that Halloween mm-hmm. Six cut was was bootleg like crazy. But, yeah. Uh, so, I guess the 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 woman who works at the store, I guess her name is Mrs. Randall. I have in my notes. Yeah, I guess she, she was singing with Mr. Sims and trying to hook up with him, but you know he's not interested. He yeah, might be. He, he, <laughs> might 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 be, but I think he only has eyes for Billy. I think. That's why he wanted to get Billy drunk. But it was funny when he said he walked over to Billy and said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Thinking about his parents." And he's like, "Oh, you know, that's good. Everyone should think about their parents on Christmas." And then Billy's like, "They're dead." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I forgot." <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. So he's like laughing. Yeah, that's that's rough, but but funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mrs. Randall is like the only one here who, uh, I guess, is at least has enough time to react to hide. Um, so yeah. the um, she had a very good hiding spot too, and she ruined it. Yeah, I I don't understand why she even bothered to try to escape. You know, like, just stay there until he leaves. <laughs> yeah. 
Or at least till but, he's out of vicinity. Yeah. Wait till he goes he, to the back. And yeah, then... just something like that. So, um, he's, he's walking around with an axe and he's like reciting the night before Christmas. And this is where she's Excellent. like, yeah. Um, she like is hiding behind a stack of boxes that she decides to push over on him. And she grabs his axe to try to escape. And for some reason, this toy store has like a <laughs> bow and arrow, um, bow and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy, no, uh, Bill, Billy's good at his archery. You know, mm-hmm. once once again, I'm like Batman would. You know, that's I feel like something Batman would be able to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he shoots her with a bow and arrow and kills her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like we said off screen, Sister Margaret was uh, trying to make it to the toy store. She shows up here just moments after Billy leaves and finds yeah. uh, finds uh, I guess the, the remains. <laughs> yeah, the carnage. Yeah. So this um, it's hilarious because we just cut to like these two people that we never seen before just like starting to have sex on a pool table. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's like, who are these people? <laughs> and <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because we're not going to know for long. Nope, we're not even going to know like what they do, why they're even in the movie. They're just here to have like a a, a bigger body count, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because this movie, instead of having like a a final girl or final boy or anything, it's like from the killer's point of view. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good the, point. The first terrifier. Yeah. Something and it, like it probably it probably like benefits from that, I think. Yeah. That's kind of why I like Rob Zombie's take on Michael Myers, like his Halloween movies, mm-hmm. because you do learn a lot about like what Michael's doing and like what's going on in, yeah. in his head and especially yes, in the second yeah. one. Yeah, and that, that's Speaking of the second one. I started getting flashbacks to him because he's always grunting when he kills, and then Billy is always yelling "punish," and just sounds similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even connect those. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, that that I think this movie definitely benefits from. <laughs> Got a cough. Uh, from from not having a final girl in yeah, and set just focusing on the killer. Um, because they finally introduced one in part three, and that's questionable. Okay. 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 So yeah. <laughs> anyway, these um, these two people. I guess their names are Denise and Tommy. Uh, quickly disposed of in a, in a few minutes, but. Yeah, um, Denise ends up hearing jingling outside, and she thinks that it's the cat that needs to come inside. But it's actually Billy, kind of wandering the neighborhood. And I love you know, the like, shot of her. She opens the door, and she's looking for the cat, and it's like shows a shot of the front porch, 
and you can see Billy's reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Or in the window. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, the the cat comes in and then uh so does Billy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and you know that they, they they fight for a bit and it's uh you know, obviously Billy strong enough and and he ends up grabbing her and he rips her shirt open too like what the Santa Claus did to the mother so mm-hmm. i guess i don't i don't think billy's intention was i mean obviously his intention was to kill her but i don't think he was going to you know go there no so so he picks her up he sees like this deer head on the the on the wall and he ends up uh puncturing her through the antlers and just hangs her up on the the wall and it's it's great uh probably my favorite kill in the movie i would say kind of mm-hmm. hands down um yeah it's just great that one and the sledge oh yeah the sled one's good too uh somehow tommy didn't hear any of this that was going on uh oh yeah because the loud <laughs> radio downstairs yeah, I think he turned he turned the radio on because the carolers were ruining his mood. I think that was what yeah. was going on. I think that's yeah, that's the extent of his his character is that he he was trying to have sex. He was abandoned, and the carolers ruined things for him. So and he he's, he's not. Now, now, had he have lived, he probably would have been another Christmas villain because his Christmas is all around bad too. You know, mm-hmm. sex was ruined. His uh, girlfriend was killed. The carolers, you know, made made him soft. Just, just a a, a horrible enough, Christmas Eve. Enough to make anybody snap. Yeah, just a horrible Christmas Eve. Um. Yeah. So Tommy discovers it. They fight for a bit, and. Yeah, it's. Uh, there's that shot where uh, Tommy like kicks him in the nuts, then Tommy mm-hmm. gets like th- thrown out of the window, and you know I speaking of Halloween sex, we mentioned it earlier. Like this is a this is what would happen if you jump through a window, <laughs> like how uh, Kara Strode swan dives out the window. Yeah. Like if you mm-hmm. if you jump out of a if you jump out of a window like that. You're gonna get like you're a, a large <laughs> a large piece of glass just through your stomach and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be like most of the movies where they just get up. Yeah, and I, get up. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I, I actually like how they, um, like actually show the piece of glass going through them because, like you said, it's okay. Like this is actually what would happen, you know. I think the Friday the Thirteenth video game death when Jason can throw you through the window, but then you could also yeah. dive out and. Be... <laughs> yeah, J- Jason jumps through windows like seven times in those movies and doesn't <laughs> th- doesn't get one piece of glass in him. Mm-mm. So, um, I guess. Oh, oh! So here's what happened. They there was a little girl in the house that I forgot to mention. That had and... to have been her something, but now this kid's gonna be 
Christmas killer. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 this movie does a good job at like planting seeds for like future future Christmas killers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the legacy sequel to this movie would be to have uh, Ricky and this little girl. I think her name's Cindy. Uh, yeah. Teaming up, teaming up as Christmas killers. <laughs> that that's the <laughs> that's the legacy sequel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Billy sees this little girl and she thinks he's actually Santa Claus, and he's she's like, you know, he asks her if. if uh, she, if she was a good girl or whatever, she somehow, she somehow yeah, she somehow doesn't notice that he has an axe with him. But that's neither here nor there. And yeah, uh, she, yeah, she she said she wasn't naughty, so he decides to gift her a box cutter. And yeah, what, it's like what one of those spur the moment gifts when. You forgot to buy them something. It's like, oh crap! I gotta find something in the house to give. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! They got me something. All right, I gotta, I gotta run downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it was that moment. All right, here's a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Just for you. It, it's your favorite. Um. <laughs> so we see that the cops are on the hunt for for a killer Santa Claus that was at the toy store. I think Sister Margaret was the one who called this in and was like, he's probably dressed as Santa Claus and he killed people with the toy store. Um, so this is where we, we see that a, <laughs> a Santa Claus is breaking into a house. Like, we're supposed to believe now, that it's Billy. <laughs> yeah. Now, this scene, this should have been its own movie like this guy nothing's going right on his Christmas either and then it ends with this <laughs> that's that that's a good idea um I'm I'm just so confused they probably have to actually shoot him but I don't know what his intentions or motives well I know he's like dressed as Santa to surprise his daughter but but she's why? sleeping <laughs> Yeah, she's but like, she's sleeping. <laughs> it it's <laughs> his house. It it's his house. He's climbing in through the window. <laughs> if she's sleeping, it, you literally can go through the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like just pretend you went through. <laughs> pretend you came down the chimney. Like Santa doesn't even climb through windows. He goes in the chimney. <laughs> yeah, and then the mom this- is just sitting in the living room, nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, he's going through the window again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it's also funny because the police think that he's Billy, obviously. So they, they burst into the house. Don't even tell the mother what's going on. They just run upstairs. They said, <laughs> yeah, they could have said, hey, there's a serial killer breaking into your house. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't say anything. They just run right past uh, they they run upstairs and and then the the daughter recognizes the father like instantly immediately. So, this whole this whole this whole plan is just nonsense. Like the whole thing is just stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and they 
And speaking of childhood trauma, they, they hold the father at gunpoint, dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah. And the daughter wakes up to this, to her father about to be shot by the police. At least he wasn't shot. Well, he got lucky, because the, these police officers are very trigger-happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we learn they'll shoot, they'll shoot any guy in a red costume, in a red suit. From behind. You're going you're going down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no questions asked. You're getting you're getting three bullets in the back. So <laughs> So next we're also introduced to a couple of uh would-be sledders. <laughs> I know the late night sledding. Yeah. So like we said th- these these are like 35-year-old men. Oof. Who are uh, then bullied by some forty-year-old bullies who also like sledding? <laughs> and well, you know, they were in their twenties. The most of them, <laughs> not the main bully, but I, I, I honestly just don't know why they weren't like casted as teenagers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is that there's so much like. Even the dialogue is like, I want to grow up to be just like you. Ugly and stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> and then a fight ensues. And the, uh, the the one kid gets punched. It kind of just falls over the sled and just is like down for the count. I think it's like a situation yeah. where it's like you get hit once. So you just got to pretend like you're done because so you, you don't want to get hit again. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, they uh, they successfully steal the sled from <laughs> from these would be sledders, and yeah. yeah. So once again, more 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 Christmas killers are just you know, uh-huh. it, it, it it's it's right there. Just keep uh, this town is full of them. Yeah, it's because it's Christmas Eve. So one, why are you sledding? Late night on Christmas Eve. That seems kind of weird. Um, two. Why are you bullying people late night on Christmas Eve? That's also kind of weird. Yeah. Like Santa Claus is coming to town, and this is how you want to act. I don't think so. Um, Very naughty. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were naughty, and mm-hmm. the. The the one guy sleds down, everything goes fine. It's like a, I don't know. I I, I feel like this hill isn't pra- practical enough for this to even be was, like a. Go ahead. I'm just about to say, this um hill that they're sledding down is very lackluster. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like a hill. Because they have, you see them like pushing off the sides. I'm like, if this is a hill, you're supposed to slide down. Yeah. And they're acting like it's the funnest thing. Because I've been sledding. And the hills were much steeper than that. I've been hit by a sled before. I was going to say, I also remember (laughs) getting run over by (laughs) a sledder. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh... Did I, like, flip when that happened? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I got hit, too. I don't think he did. I remember I got hit. I know that. 
Uh, speaking of childhood trauma, that's for some reason, I remember the sled going completely over you. Oh. I don't know if that happened or not. Oh. Well, that, that, that probably would have been worse than being flipped in the air. <laughs> yeah, speaking of childhood trauma, that's... Yeah. So I remember going sledding uh, on this busy, very busy hill and leaving in tears. So... Yeah, like, that hill... Ha- it, for some reason, I remember there being like 500 people sledding on it, but I don't. I don't even know if it was that much. No, but that might not have been. No, it was probably like 20 or 30 people, but <laughs> very busy nonetheless. And I remember leaving in tears. Yeah. Yep. I got hit by a sled. Um, Maybe I just fell out of it or something. So I remember being face down in the snow at one point too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe. I had to have been crying for some reason. Yeah, maybe. Um, but at least we weren't decapitated like this one guy is. And that part's great. He's like acting like this is the best time of his life. <laughs> Billy just comes out. Naughty! <laughs> yeah, this 40-year-old. Or, this 40-year-old ha- is having the time of his life by, uh, by uh, sledding down this hill. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, his uh, his head gets cut off. And I love how the body just like comes down on the sled, just like headless. I think. Yeah. Right? And then the other friend, I guess, just gets killed off screen and just like screams. Yeah. I think that's well, maybe what's he's left him, left him to suffer by himself. Maybe. Like now you um, have no friend. Yeah. So so uh, Sister Margaret, she's at the police station. They think that they can predict his next move, and this is where it clicked for me that this is like a new, uh, more productive Doctor Loomis because it's like they're trying to predict where he'll go next. So I I do like that. Um, uh-huh. And. I don't think that they can really predict where he's going next because it seems like his attacks are at random. Like nothing really happened at this like snowbank that is uh, they were sledding on. Like n- nothing happened at um, the uh, those teenagers that were on the pool table. Like nothing happened at that house. So like it seems very random. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, he it, so it turns out that they think he's going to go to the orphanage next, which you know they are right eventually. Yeah. But we mentioned that the cops are very trigger happy, and <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, Santa Claus shows up at the orphanage and is approaching the kids, and this idiot police officer. Runs up, no questions asked. Just puts, puts bullets in the back of Santa Claus, just in front of these kids. Doesn't even bother to like arrest him or anything, because you know, like, wasn't it Ricky that was walked up to him too? Yeah, I think so. It's it's one thing to like arrest Santa Claus in front of kids, like that's traumatizing, but like. You literally kill Santa Claus right in front of <laughs> you. Gun him like, down. 30. Like thirty kids, 
Just no questions asked. Like, you know, even if it was Billy, like the, the proper solution would be to like try to like take him down or something. You know? I was about to say, this is not, or this is the first time, but it's not the last time these kids are going to see Santa gun down. Nope. Nope. It, it, it's coming again. Uh, <laughs> I like how they cover their bases here. Is they say that it was Father O'Brien who was uh, playing Santa Claus, and they're like, "Well, well, why didn't he say anything?" And they're like, "Cause he's deaf." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, nice, nice. This this deaf guy is playing Santa Claus. Like, wh- what the heck is he gonna do? He, he's not even gonna. He's not even gonna be able to hear the kids like telling him what they want for Christmas. <laughs> like how? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, uh, they didn't have anybody um, else they could have recruited. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this orphanage, they uh, they decide to pack all the kids into like the main area for some reason. Okay. Um, by the front door. Yeah, right, right by the front door. You know, they, they've never heard of like lockdown drills like we do nowadays. Um, you know, like how you hide in like the corner of the classroom and stuff. That's yeah. how it should. That's how it should be. But no, it's like we're hiding in the main lobby right by the front door. <laughs> and saying um, go loud. Yeah. So the police officer... D- d- does this guy get killed? I don't even remember. The police officer? Yeah, the one who yeah. shot Father O'Brien. He get. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought he got killed. So, uh, yeah, they were he actually... got killed and pushed down that shed. Oh, because they have like that secret room or whatever, or that basement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a abandoned basement outside of this orphanage. That's kind of what the guy, like the cop, is doing. Like he's just kind of wandering the premises and mm-hmm. making making laps, I guess. So <laughs> I don't know. So it's like the the potential is here for Billy to get revenge on. Mother Superior, but he gets into the orphanage and is pretty much just quickly gunned down. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that was. I that was I very really don't. Visited. I really don't like the ending of this movie. I think it's like way too quick, especially because it's mm-hmm. the, theat- the theatrical release of this movie was only seventy nine minutes. So it's like yeah. you you could add something here, like some type of chase scene or something. Because I think his intention is to kill Mother Superior. Mm-hmm. The only thing that... I rated this movie three and a half stars, and I would have rated it four if he killed her. Yeah, like... Yeah. But, or it, I know he's going on a killing spree, but this is our... Um, character we're following the whole movie, so we kind of... Are rooting for him in a way. Yeah, I mean, not not that he's like the protagonist, but it's like like he's like like she's the one that is. I'm trying to think of the right way to describe it. He like he he he, he, he should have got his revenge on her. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, because she's pretty much the main villain of the movie, besides Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I don't know it. it it's like way too quick to like at least like make me feel like Mother Superior is in danger or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like nope. It's like nope. Just 
He's done. And or, then I'm we sorry, see he, he's done. Ricky realizes that it's Billy in the Santa costume before he gets shot. And then we see that Ricky is traumatized now. Because he just watched yeah. Santa die in yeah. front of him, and then he watched his brother die in front of him. Yeah. And this is the kid that in the second movie will be our garbage day man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like the second one, the second one does kind of fix the ending of this one. Okay, I don't even really remember it's- it too much. Because Ricky ends up killing Mother Superior. Uh, oh, okay. I, d- I did know that. And it's kind of like a slap in the face to her because she's like, oh, Ricky's such a good kid. Much better than his brother, William. And then Ricky's <laughs> the one that kills her. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> but I still think Billy should have been the one to... <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, I, I don't know, like what Ricky went through with Mother Superior, but you know, like I, I don't know. Like it, it, it should have been Billy the one who get the re- gets the revenge because that's the one we actually mm-hmm. saw encounter this. So Yeah. So, I don't know. They should have just used movie magic to bring Billy alive. For bring him back to life for part two. Yeah, just like mentioned <laughs> He survived. Like, <laughs> That's all you survived. have to do. Just... He was shot three times and somehow survived. That's yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, very, very lackluster ending that I, I don't really like. You know? Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is great, though. Yeah, it's a, a very good... Uh, very good uh, slasher film, and I definitely, I definitely like it a lot more than I I used to. Like I, I just thought it was kind of like average to bad, but I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it this time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put Billy in the category with Tina, where I choose to ignore their deaths. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, he he survived the uh, the three bullets to the back, and Tina survived. Yeah. The, Tina survived the uh, stab to the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like it. <clears throat> all right, I think that's all I have for this movie. Did you have anything else? Um, no, I think that's about it. Okay. All right. Would you like to jump into our weekly recommendations? Mm-hmm. All right. I almost pulled up the wrong drop. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. What would you like to recommend? I'm going to stick to the theme of the sympathetic Santa killer movie. I'm going to recommend Christmas Evil from 1980. 
It is about this guy who is a toy factory worker. And he is pretty much bullied <laughs> his whole life. And he finally snaps and goes on a killing spree dressed as Santa Claus. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that one isn't like... It's a weird one because it's like not necessarily a horror movie, even though that's what it was like promoted for for years. Yeah, it's kind of like Taxi Driver ish, mm-hmm. more like that, more like that than like a slasher film. But like for the longest time, I I thought it was like a slasher movie, and I was like, oh, this is like a character study, not like a slasher movie. Because uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that. I know you don't really like the movie as much. I was like, maybe we'll visit it on here one day. But it's like, you just follow this man as he slowly slips into insanity. Yeah. And I think the ending, like maybe the last um, 20 minutes or so, was just crazy. Yeah. The ending shot. Mm-hmm. Also crazy. But yeah, I really yeah. liked it. I think it, okay. I think the main actor did a good job. I think it would might benefit with a remake. Yeah, that that was kind of what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, this just needs like a modern remake of it with like a bigger budget than what they do here. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, it's still um, pretty good. Okay. Um. I'm going to recommend, I'm going to stick to the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. I'm going to recommend uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 Initiation, which is... uh, Also a good one. Yeah, my favorite of this franchise. It doesn't belong in this franchise at all. It's very... um, (laughs) Very Suspiria-ish. Yeah. It has, like, bugs and, like... Uh-huh. Lesbian witches, which who doesn't like that? Um, <laughs> like Suspiria and Lords of Salem type stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very good. I, I'll probably, I'll probably have to rewatch that one this year too. I want to check that one. Uh-huh. Out, but, but yeah. it's so crazy jumping through the series, and then because the first two are hand in hand, kind of. The third one's like Slasher Frankenstein. The fourth one, well, that's still a sequel to the second one with the same character. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is about a coven. Yeah. And the fifth one's about toys that kill. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Um, yeah, like even like you said, the third one even like kind of. Like goes off the rails, <laughs> and it's like, like that it's one's very, just so. <laughs> Go ahead. It's kind of like Fire Thirteen Part Seven, where it's like dealing with telepathy in a way, or like I don't know, because the one girl, she the main character's blind, and she yeah. like has this like connection to Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's very different. yeah. It's like so far removed from the first two movies. And then yeah. and then especially the third and fourth one, they were just like 
Oh, even the fourth one, it's like it, it seemed like they took Christmas movies and just added them into this franchise. But like the fourth one doesn't like mm-hmm. that could easily not be a Christmas movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. But now when I rewatched it, it did feel a bit more Christmassy than it did the first okay. time. I don't even think there's snow in that movie. But yeah, I really no. I think it could have, because it's like set in California, same as the fifth one, because they even say something about nothing like a California yeah. Christmas. But yeah, I think it could have been like, take place in May and it wouldn't really change anything. Yeah, it's like nothing like a California Christmas. It's not like we filmed this in June or anything. <laughs> it's like that other one. Um, well, you know, the mean one was filmed in the summer too, but like to all a good night. Oh, I hate that one where this is clearly daytime and they put a blue filter to make it seem like yeah. nighttime. Yeah, and it probably worked back then, but remastered on 4K TVs. No, it's not gonna work yeah. the same. No, but all right, I think that's. All I have for this episode. Did you have anything else? Um, no, I don't think um, so. This episode was released the day after Christmas, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll just wing it. We were kind of short on Tuesdays for the first few weeks of the month, so we wanted to get one, one more Christmas mm-hmm. episode out. Um, well, yeah, Christmas season setting until January first, yeah, anyway. Plus. We're on the warm side of the door where it's always Christmas. So, yes, it's free rain in here. It could be July and we'll, we'll cover a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's always Christmas in here. Um, all right. So next week we are doing a New Year's episode, I believe. So which movie did you pick for that? Um, were we doing New Year's Evil or Terror Train? Uh, whatever you wanted to do. Um, we could do New Year's Evil since we did Terror Train last year. Okay. All right. So next week we'll be back with an episode. The, the three Terror Train movies. Three Terror Train movies are very hand in hand, like Flasher on the yeah. Train. Okay. I've never seen New Year's Evil. Have you seen it? Okay. Mm-hmm. This will be a first time watch for me, so I'm excited for it. Right, so we'll be back next week with an episode on New Year's Evil. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can. On Instagram, we are at Santamir After Dark. On Twitter, we are at Santamir AD Pod. And until next time, Jeremy. I'm Steven. And one more time, it's always Christmas on the warm side of the door. <laughs> <laughs>